Be sure to get down, good Lord, with the two idiots talking sports. Strictly, man, they just play around, cover much ground, talk about the best pound for pound. It's Z to AC, DC to Cali. Can't get them out of your mind, no. They talk about the sports all the time. Okay, welcome to Two Idiots Talking Sports. I'm your host, Alex. Joined by our, our reoccurring, now almost a co-host now. What up, oh, Big Drew? Yeah, Zach had a kid. He can never podcast anymore. You've, like, assumed the role yeah. as co-host. I'm out here single, looking to mingle, no kids, looking to pod. You know, every single day. So, sorry, Zach, but there's a new kid on the block. That's all right. It's all good. <laughs> all our Wizards fans hate it because every time you just crush the Wizards, I get all these texts and tweets saying, like, what the hell is wrong with your boy Big Drew? Why does he hate Kelly Oubre? <laughs> but, but listen, was I not wrong? All the Wizards are hating on John Wall now. I, and I told you John Wall was whack and that he got to go. And literally, Gortat. Deal, subliminal messages, shots fired. Um, I was right. That's all I have to say. Sorry, sorry, Wiz fans. I have gotten, I hate to talk for Zach, but I've gotten like an alarming amount of text from Zach that is just all in on trade John Wall, trade. This is, as soon as Blake got traded and he like started reading all these articles about super mega contract extensions for superstars, which Wall just signed. He's like, they, he's got, they got to trade Wall, they got to trade Otto, get rid of everyone except for Beal and Ubre and build around them. He loves Sadoransky now. I am still. Nice that nice comments I was getting vilified for two months ago are now mainstream with the Wiz fans. That's fine. I'm kind of curious how much Wizards fans actually want to trade. I mean, Zach is insane. Like, Zach wanted to trade John Wall two years ago, and then he had an MVP season or, you know, got consideration. I, yeah. A lot of the media, it's like a hot topic. I'm curious, like, if they actually polled Wizards fans, how many actually want to trade John Wall? I bet you, know, you know who loves John Wall is little kids. Little kids who don't totally understand hoops and like that he's fast and that he's, like, emotional. Adults who like hoops do not like John Wall's game. If you play hoops, if you know hoops, you do not like John Wall. So if the real fans were polled, they would say trade him because he's whack. They had like 40 assists in their last game or something, and it was like by far a season high. They've won five in a row without them, beating some good teams too. I know they beat OKC, which they got throttled by last time they played. You know what I'm saying? And Beal, you live in D.C. You got your ears to the street. Does Beal really hate John Wall? Everyone says they hate each other. Like, imagine you're Beal. You just like, Beal knows he's better than John Wall, but John Wall still thinks he's the alpha. Like, that's not going to work. Especially when they sort of play the same position. I mean, obviously it's a one and a two, but they're both sort of like guards who need the ball. Um, it'll be a very different position. But like, if you need like an alpha big and an alpha guard work, it's hard to make two alpha um, guards work, especially when one isn't sort of like the clear cut leader. Um, so I'm sure Beal represents the shit out of John Wall, especially when Wall's some doo doo in the fourth quarter because he can't slow down and do anything. Can't shoot either. I think it's gonna be it's gonna be hard to move Wall. I mean, I know he's like oh, the, he's unmovable, but Blake got moved, and he's like kind of like the big version of him in the sense that like a really athletic player that rides on his athleticism. Yeah, I mean, Beal gets paid forty four million in the last year of his contract. I don't even know how you plan for that. 
And I don't, I mean, maybe, I mean, they'd, they'd have to sell them on like 50 cents to the dollar. It'd have to be for yeah. like two, like non all-stars and a pick, which I guess that'd be good. I would, you know, I don't know. I'm still, I still think Wall's going to come back and make a huge impact in the playoffs. I'm not all the way on the trade John Wall wagon yet. You've been harping it all season. A lot of Wizards fans are harping it now. I'm sticking with John Wall for the time being. All right. You do you, boo. All right. All right. Well, the elephant in the room, the thing we have to talk about is my Latvian son, Chris Aspersingas, tearing his ACL. I was coaching a basketball game when it happened. My team's undefeated in league, by the way. We're 15-4. and four. My team's nasty. Um... Perzinga, I get all these texts, I'm taping the game, I go home, I watch it. Right as it happens, I get the update on my phone that Perzingis is out for the year with a torn ACL. Like, I see it happen taped like two hours later, and then I get an update on my phone, Perzingis out for the year. So the Perzingis injury was the most depressing news I've gotten. Between the Perzingis injury and the Kirk Cousins trade a week ago, I'm just like super out on sports, and it just killed me. I still was completely into the trade deadline today, but I was just brutalized. As a Celtic fan, do you even care? Are you just like an I told you so moment or what? I mean, I, I, I don't care, and it's not an I told you so moment. But, like, realistically, you're not going deep in the playoffs. You're not a title team. Um, so if it's going to happen, like, it's better that it happens now than it said, like, two years from now when your team's better and actually has sort of, like, goals that you're trying to hit. I think your team's a little ahead of schedule this year. Um, I think it stinks, but it's better for this to happen. Like, while he's young, he can bounce back faster. Um, it's not like you guys are going anywhere. Uh, good excuse for you to focus on your wife, your job, your dog, <laughs> um, and be out on sports for a little bit. But I don't think this is going to be, like, a career ender or anything. I think he'll be back and be, like, just as good probably next season. So, um, I think, you know, obviously sucks to like, have your – favorite player get hurt but I don't think this is like a career ender or sort of like a franchise defining moment um I think you know if anything let some of the younger guys play let Moutier play who you got today Ooh, I can't wait um, to talk about Moutier yeah build up some of their skill set you know and sort of games that don't matter sort of what I said about Porzingis last year was like like just let him go out there and let them stink but let him get his reps and now it's like he's gotten much better let some of the younger guys do that now he'll come back next year and the whole team will be better um so not a not a franchise defining moment stinks, but uh, he'll be back and and you're gonna be okay too, buddy. And I'm here for you. Well, I got a few thoughts. I've been trying to stay positive, and it's tough when your 22 year old franchise player tears his knee. It's like it's tough to find positives. One Zach Levine coming back and balling out the last month has made me feel a little bit better. Yeah, those players come back from this, and he's not like people are like, oh, it ended Derrick Rose's career essentially. But he's the way but he touched different players. Yeah, yeah. Derrick Rose relies so much on just this freak athleticism. Porzingis is more about his height. He's got smoothness. He's got moves. Like it's not about like that, like that fast twitch, like super, super fast. Um, but I think he'll be fun. And it might make him less explosive, but that might be a good thing because those are all the plays where he nearly hurts himself when he's like flying in yeah. over people's backs to tip dunk and stuff. That's how he keeps getting hurt. Yeah. He, he's still going to be a great shooter, and he can still be a great rim protector. And he's only 22. The downside, and I last pod we said this, Drew, that I wanted them to wait two years to really start going all in, wait out the Noah deal, acquire young players. This kind of helps them with that, actually, because 
They're only five and a half games back from the worst record in basketball. Like, the Knicks yeah. could actually make a serious run at getting, like, a top three pick. And Did they have their pick this year? They have all their picks going forward, at least first-round picks. And if they end up getting, like, Donkic or Porter, I really actually am kind of interested in Porter. Trey Young, even though they just got Moutier and they have Neil Aquina. Or even, I just want guards and wings. And if they could get another potential star, then they might actually start. This could be like a silver lining. Because they're going to stink next year, too. Because Przingis is going to be out a year. He's not going to come back till halfway through next season. So they're going to be yeah. trash next year. So, yeah. Not, listen, I think it's, you know, it's obviously not good for it to happen. But, yeah, silver lining is you can get a higher pick. Younger guys can play. Get more reps. And he'll come back and he'll be just fine. You guys will be fine. If, we, if they get Porter, Donkic, or Trey Young, I'm like, not that I would ever wish for my son to get hurt, but I'm like kind of in on this because then they'll have another young star to match with Przingis. Przingis can't carry a team, but if you match him with a few stars, like with the Warriors and all these other super teams have, then all of a sudden you might have something. I agree. I don't know if I'm a huge believer in Trey Young, and that's probably another pod, but... Um... Or Colin Sexton. There's a, lot, there's a lot of talent this year's draft. Sure. Porter, if they get like the third or fourth pick, I could see Porter falling with like Aton yeah. and like and Trey Young is killing it. He could fall. I like Porter. He could be the three next to Przingis at the four. Or they could put four and Przingis at the five. Ooh, that's sexy. All right. Should we jump into the trade deadline? Let's do it. Okay, so it was actually a crazy trade deadline today. The Knicks made a few moves, but we just talked about the Knicks for five minutes, so we're going to skip that for now. Obviously, we have to talk about Cleveland. Drew, were you on Twitter? Were you, like, following all the events today? Because it was pretty insane. For In 30 minutes, they traded six players. I don't have Twitter, but I did follow along on, like, ESPN.com. So, well, they, that's a cool view with the Twitter. Twitter is, I'm just addicted to Twitter. But the two moves they made, the first trade was with the Lakers. They sent... Isaiah Thomas, which I want to hear your thoughts on in a second. Channing Fry and their first-round pick, not the Brooklyn pick. For Larry Nance, who I like a lot. Jordan Clarkson, who I like a little bit less. And that was their first move. I don't know if Jordan Clarkson's going to be great for them, but he's 25, and their other point guards were all like 33, so this is a good move. Isaiah Thomas has been awful, awful. Yeah. And has been trashing the team every second he gets, every time there's a reporter with a mic in his mouth. I thought this was a good day. We, I'll talk about the Lakers in a second, but what do you think about Nance and Clarkson? Yeah, I mean, I guess Isaiah's stock has just fallen so hard, which is crazy, because in essence they've traded Kyrie for Nance and Clarkson, which is pretty bananas. And well, they also um, use Crowder in their next trade, but we'll get to that in a second. Um, yeah. I, does this, like, make them competitive with the Warriors? I don't think so. Are those guys even going to be playing in crunch time? Like, maybe. Maybe. Those two, um, maybe. The other guys they got will. Clarkson. Yeah. Clarkson I, scares me in a big playoff game. He's. he's 100%. He's, like, never played in front of any meaningful game. You could say that about a couple of these guys. But as a third guard, he's not bad. But he I, he dribbles the ball out. I actually love Larry Nance. I, I, we see a lot yeah, of work Yeah, I mean, Hard. He goes hard. I like him too, but like, what is he going to play like a small five for them? I just don't really know what you do with him. You'd be, they're good second unit guys, and they get rid of IT. And for the Lakers, it's great because now if they renounce Randall, they get offer up to $70 million, two max contracts this summer, and they got a first round pick, which nobody was willing to give up a first round pick. So, yeah. 
IT will not be there I, next year. Poor IT. Do you are you just over IT? Like IT was like a hero. All that anyone was talking about today is a, a year ago he was a hero and now he's a, a zero. No, I mean I love the guy and I feel really bad for him. And I also don't think he's done. Like this time last year, he was absolutely killing. He's coming off a pretty brutal injury. He was playing in a system where he like didn't get to like have the ball in his hands like he's used to. Super high pressure. He's playing with LeBron, who's a dickhead, um, who wants the ball in his hands. And like that's an impossible situation. So I think if he goes somewhere, like I think he can get back to being IT pretty quickly. Um, I don't think this will ever happen because I think he hates Boston now. But I had this dream of him coming back and being like the best sixth man ever and killing off the bench for us in our in title run. I listened but. to the Bill Simmons podcast yesterday, and he he's so down on Isaiah that he thinks they were all it was this round table thing, and they think. If he doesn't pick it up, no one's going to pay him this summer. They're going to give him, like, a one-year, small-amount prove-it deal. So, I like, going back to Boston for, like, a one-year, $5 million deal, like, could be on the table. I don't know the Celtics. Well, I think he hates Boston too much, so I don't think he'd do that. But I agree he's going to have—I agree there is going to be some sort of prove-it deal he's going to have to get. But I think he'll be able to prove it, if that makes sense. Like, I, I do think he's still really good. I'm not as confident as you are, but— it, I'd hate to see him go out this way. He needs to shut up, though. He, he just, like, throwing his curve. I mean, he got traded, but he was, like, killing Lou, even though Lou sucks. He was killing their whole team. You can't do that when you're the newest guy on the team. Yeah. All right. The next Cavs trade, which was the best trade of the day, I thought. Uh, the Cavs get George Hill and Rodney Hood, who we'll talk about. I love, well, I love Hood. They gave up Jay Crowder and then Derek Rose, who goes to Utah. And then the Kings got Iman Shumpert and Joe Johnson, who both stink. I mean, they're just washed, both of them. George Hill, this was a six-player trade. There were some second-round picks involved, too. A six-player trade where the Cavs got the best two players in the trade, which seems crazy to me. And I actually love George Hill and Rodney Hood on this team. Rodney Hood, I'm, like, a huge fan of. Yeah. He's a George res- Hill's the type of point guard who can play well with LeBron. Like, he doesn't need the ball in his hands that much. He's a good spot-up shooter. Um, yeah, I think he'll be good, and he'll definitely play crunch time. Rodney Hood, I don't know if I'm as high as you are. Again, he's like, you, like, do you trust that guy in the playoffs when you're going toe-to-toe in the game that matters? I don't know. I think um, if, Whereas George Hill, like, I know George Hill is like a guy who's like been to war before and like we can count on That That's count. a great point because those Pacers teams went to the Eastern Conference Finals like every year. Yeah. Hill is shooting 45% from three. Rodney Hood, 39. I don't think they need Rodney Hood to be a star. That's the best thing. When Love comes back, he could be like their third, fourth, fifth option. He's like 6'8 and reigns three. So both of them should be stepping in as starters right away. George Hill, LeBron, Hood, Love, Tristan Thompson. They also sent D-Wade to Miami. Uh, what do you think about that? Do you have any thoughts on D-Wade to Miami? Yeah, I mean, I guess I don't really get it, like, it's the, it was the two best friends reuniting. This was supposed to be sort of a fun season for them. Um, I thought even if he wasn't a valuable in the regular season, that they would find minutes for him in the playoffs and he could play some crunch time and be valuable. So I guess I don't really get it. I don't know if you can explain it to me. Yeah, I mean, I think with Hood and Clarkson and Hill, there was just going to be no minutes. So they went to LeBron, and LeBron was basically cool with it. And then Wade basically had no choice but to be cool with it. Uh, Gabrielle Union was ecstatic about it. He's going home. Miami fans are ecstatic about it. It's kind of win-win for him. Wade is an afterthought for me. 
Are they, is Miami welcoming him back after he sort of ditched them a year ago? They're over that? No, I think, I don't know. All I, honestly, all I saw, Hassan Whiteside was, like, thrilled about it. So, I don't know. I don't even care. Miami, we'll see. He'll play for them probably. Yeah, for sure. They're going to be a playoff team. So, Miami Surgeon, I like them a lot going into the season. They're kind of coming up big. We talked about that last pod. Yeah. I'm in on the new Cavs starting lineup. I think their second string is going to be pretty good. I like this. The Cavs had an incredible day today. They were the worst, biggest train wreck in the league, arguably. And they just remade their team without giving up really any assets. Just to read. Yeah. They, yeah, I mean, they gave up. Where is it? Isaiah Thomas, Rose, Channing Fry, Crowder, Iman Shumpert, and a first-round pick. All bums. Andy Wade for Clarkson, George Hill, Rodney Hood, Larry Nance. I would do that 10 out of 10 times. Yeah. All right. Let's move on. Like, can we talk about Moutier? Because I'm a little – he's like the little shot of life I got today after the Brazingas trade. Sure. Three-way deal. Nick said McDermott, who's going to be a restricted free agent, to Dallas. Dallas sends Devin Harris to the Nuggets. And the Knicks get 21-year-old Emmanuel Moutier, who was a lottery pick two years ago. Seventh pick in the draft. He's only 21. I love this Yeah, trade. I mean, he's got some pedigree. He clearly hasn't showed a ton, but uh, I guess he'll get to play in New York, and maybe he'll turn it around. I'd say 20% chance he turns it around and is good. 80% chance he stinks. I'll, I'll bump it up to 30. I think it just depends on your expectations. But the Knicks basically gave up nothing. He's under team control the next two years. And he's a restricted free, or the rest of this season, next season. He's still super young. If Hornacek, he, I've read some stuff from Knicks fans saying under Hornacek's offense, he should be able to flurry. Like getting the ball in the open court, attacking the rim. He's shooting the ball the best he has all season. I, I'm just saying, every time you get a lottery pick for a fresh start for nothing, I'm in. So I'm excited yeah, about moving. No, it's definitely a gamble you have to take. And like, yeah, worst case scenario is you lost McDermott, who would probably leave anyway, or you'd have to pay too much money. So, um, yeah, I like it. He could be good. He'll be exciting at least. He'll be, you know, he's, he's super athlete. So, I and, dig it. And I like him with Neil Aquina. Because Neil Aquina could play a little bit more off the ball and is a better shooter, and I think Moody will help him. And th- th- yeah. Those two, 19 and 21-year-old, will develop together. Trey Burke, who's shown signs of life, he's 25. I mean, the Knicks have a young... Thing going on at the guard spot, I guess. Knicks suck. I don't know. I'm excited yes, about do. Moutier. This is like a small sliver of sunshine in a horribly oppressive, awful season. Yeah, I think last pod you shat on Moutier when we were talking about the Nuggets, so I love that you're stoked about him here. So Welcome to uh, my life, dude. Well, if you could pick him up for nothing. I True story, I'll be honest with you. I wanted Moutier over Przingis in that draft. Like 100%. Oh, I, want, I was like, Moutier is going to be tight, so... The fact that we got him for nothing and now we have Moutier and Przingis, that gets me excited. All right. Let's do one more trade last time and then we'll do fire round on some poo-poo trades. Well, this could be our, okay. our Blitzkrieg, Blitz round two. Alfred Payton for a second round pick to the Suns, which is he was a lottery pick the next year. Yeah, and I thought they were like pretty happy with him last year, so I don't, I don't really get it. Um... I mean, he's clearly not a point guard made for this modern NBA where you have to be able to shoot, but he is a great defender, and maybe you could teach him to shoot a little bit more. Like, I think good trade for the Suns, for sure. If, if I don't the, totally get why the Magic are doing that. If the Suns could get him to cut his hair, he might be able to shoot. Right. This Orlando, 
new management. They want to go in a new direction. He can't. He hasn't shown the ability to shoot. But the Suns, outside of the Knicks, have the worst point guard situation in the league. And they get yeah. Peyton for a second-round pick, who's like 20 or 21 as well. Knicks wanted him, too. I think they ended up settling for Moutier. I think this is a great move for the Suns. I, I, I agree with you. I, I don't find know. It's hard to believe that his trade value is only a second-round pick, but I guess that is what it is. That, um, that's got to drive a lot of teams crazy. Like, the Wizards can't give up a second-round pick and get Peyton to be yeah. Wall's backup. That's crazy. A few other trades to route things out. Uh, just first thing that comes to your mind, Pistons get Jameer Nelson and James Ennis. Do you even know who both those guys are? I'm shocked to hear that Jameer is still in the league. Uh, I think Ennis was tight. He went to Syracuse? No, you're thinking of the point guard. James Ennis uh, is like a wing. Then I don't know who he is, so Moving on. who cares? Bulls get Noah Vonley, former lottery pick for nothing. Who cares? Who cares? He's terrible. <laughs> Celtics sign Greg Monroe. Your Celtics thoughts? Eh, I mean, he was tight like three years ago. Um, Who is their other he, big man besides Horford and the Aussie dude whose name I just forgot? Baines. We have Baines. Um, like, who else plays minutes at the four or five besides those two? Unless they go small with Tatum. Uh, Morris is playing a little bit. Of oh, four. I forgot about Morris. Uh, I, I mean, I think he'll be good. Like, he fits into what they do. He, you know, he's a good passer. He can shoot a little bit of a mid-range. Um, I, yeah, I think he helps them 1%. I don't think it really, like, changes anything that much. He, um, might, he might help them in the playoffs when games get slowed down. I don't know. We'll, we'll have to check back true. on that. I mean, it's hard. Like, God, he was good. These guys, they just fall off a cliff. Like, he was valuable two years ago. They traded him, the Bucks traded him for Eric Bledsoe, and now he's just a buyout. I just, it's crazy how fast people's stock drops. But. Yeah, I mean, he's been bounced around. They signed him for one year, $5 million. It's interesting. There was other te- good teams that wanted him, so I thought it, the, the Pelicans wanted him. Celtics didn't even have to make a move. Marcus Smart, if, gun to your head, Marcus Smart, is he wearing a Celtics jersey next year? Yes. I say no, but... They're gonna, he's going to want to get paid, and I don't think they could afford to pay him with all these young guys they have coming up the woodwork. Yeah, but who the hell is going to pay Marcus Smart big money? He works in that system. Nobody's going to overpay Marcus Smart. He's not a franchise changer. I do think our executives really like him, like his grit, like how hard he plays. Um, I think he loves being a Celtic. I think he is a Celtic. Okay. Before we get like, to- Honestly, like, look at Isaiah, the cautionary tale. I mean, I, granted, he got traded, but... It's, it's, it's cozy being under Brad Stevens, you know? And then you go out there into the cold world, and there's shittier coaches and shittier teammates. Yeah, that, that is the truth. Uh, As a Knicks fan, I'm aware that teams under certain systems and management will do better than others. Yeah. Uh, uh, De- my boy DeAndre Jordan, Tariq Tra- Evans not traded. They were talked about getting traded all the last three weeks. DeAndre's been rumored to get traded for a month. Any thoughts on that? Uh, no, I just thought it's think he sort of stinks and isn't that valuable in this modern NBA uh, where we've got to be able to shoot and sort of switch and defend. Um, so I know you were sort of high on him, but he didn't move the needle for me at all. So I mean, the Cavs didn't give up the Brooklyn pick, and their big thing was they were going to go after, going into the day, it's like the Cavs are going for DeAndre and instead got all these wings and guards and are, are honestly better suited for the playoffs now. Yeah, I agree. All right, before we let you go, Super Bowl... Your Patriots lost. 
Malcolm Butler didn't play. What do you, I honestly just want to know your thoughts on Malcolm Butler. And do you still think Belichick? Well, you're obviously still a beast. But how much percentage down from 100 does this hurt Belichick's legacy for benching Malcolm Butler? I think zero. I mean, word is that he missed curfew and was caught with weed. Like, what the hell are they supposed to do? I mean, if they play him, they win the Super Bowl. They got torched. I don't know if that's torched. true. Their defense was awful. And they were getting but, eviscerated by Nick Foles. I think the general public like thinks he's better than he is because he made that play in the Super Bowl three years ago. Like I watched him every week. He got torched all season. He's not very good. Like he was not like he was not our number one or maybe even our number two. Um, it, it changes my view on Belichick zero. I'm not even depressed. You know, all we do is win. So we had a chance to win the Super Bowl in the last drive and didn't like I'm not heartbroken uh, I think we're probably favorites to win it next year is, life as a Pats fan is good Brady is still the man Gronk's uh, retiring yes or no what'd you say is Gronk gonna retire no Gronk's not retiring give me a break this could be it though I agree I think he's coming back I think next year Next year, I think they'll be right there again. But now as they get start like, creeping up, I th- I, like, if they win, I, it get, becomes more and more realistic that this could be it. I think that they lost. They're definitely coming back. And if I'm a Lions yeah. fan, I'm not happy about Patricia being my head coach after they gave up like no. oh my God. 500, 600 yards. Appalling. Appalling. Jeez. Yeah, we're saying see you later. Yeah. All right. Well, I guess that's all we got, Big Drew. You're about to take off for Celtics uh, Wizards. It's going to be on TNT. Are you wearing a jersey or anything? Are you Grown men don't wear jerseys anymore. Grown men do not wear jerseys anymore. I am wearing a, um, a Boston College t-shirt, just sort of like low-key rep the Boston area, even though I'm from D.C. because I'm a weirdo. That's whack. Um, I don't like that. Uh, it's sort of, sorry. So, sorry, buddy. For our Knicks at Wizards, when I come back in March, I was, after Brazingis got hurt, like ready not to be on, not to go. And then they traded for Moutier. And literally today, I was like, oh, now I have something to be excited about for Knicks-Wizards. Is that pathetic? Very. Okay. Incredibly. All right. All right, Big Drew. When does uh, Call but Your I Mother... I love you, dog. When does Call Your Mother open? Uh, maybe May. Who knows? If you work at the D.C. government and are listening, hook your boys up. We're in permitting hell. Help us build quicker. Please. When am I going to start getting advertising money from Timber Pizza? Uh, that's a great question. Probably next year. Next year, Doug. All right. You'll be the official sponsor. We will, we're still looking for our first official sponsor. Timber has got holding rights on that top slot. How much money do you need? And we'll talk about that off air, but you'd be shocked how low I'll go. <laughs> I'll take anything. I mean, if it's like, yeah, 20 bucks in a t-shirt, I'm in. I want swag, a small monetary donation, and free pizza for life. No. All right, well, that's our starting negotiation point. 20 bucks in a t-shirt is my final offer. <laughs> well, we'll, we'll revisit this. I'm not willing to accept that. All right. All right. Big Drew, have fun at the game tonight. Thanks for coming on. Always a pleasure. Peace. Peace. Okay. We are now joined by usual co-host, Zach Rosen. What up, Z? Let's go. Zach just got off work. You work for the government, so your phone's on lockdown while you're at work, right? 
This is true. I uh, I have not a biggest Twitter day of the year probably, and I have not been on Twitter once. All right, so I'm just going to give you rapid trade. We just talked about every trade with Big Drew, so we don't need to go super detailed. I just want your – you saw all the Cavs trades? I saw the Cavs trades, and I know that there have been no Wizards trades. Feed me the rest. They gave up Sheldon Mack to Atlanta for I don't even think anything. They just sent him – Whatever. The Cavs trades all happened. They sent D. Wade to Miami for a second-round pick. Do you see the Knicks trade? Herman Gomez? No, I want to talk about that. Big Drew didn't want to talk about Herman Gomez. Uh, Knicks traded Doug McDermott to Dallas. Dallas traded Devin Harris to the Nuggets. And the Knicks got Manuel Moutier. Love that. Yeah. I love that. I'm excited. He's only 21. So he worked on his shooting. I don't know if you can pull up his uh, three-point, his long-distance stats from this year, but the huge knock on him was that he couldn't shoot, and you can't be a point guard in today's NBA with no jump shot. He's shooting. As a, wizard, I got as a right. Wizards fan, I can attest to that. 37% from three, 40% from the field, which is bad, but it's, both of those are career highs. He wasn't playing a ton. I think, assuming, I don't know, they still have Jared Jack and Burke. I don't know what they're going to do with them, but the first thing the Knicks reporters were tweeting about was Knicks liked the idea of playing Moutier with Neil Aquina. How they compl- like complement each other well. So I'm excited for that. I mean, yeah, those those numbers are kind of adequate considering the numbers he's coming from. I don't know if you want to pull up his three-point percentages oh, from terrible. the last terrible. two seasons. But, terrible. Um, and he's like 21. Yeah, he's super young. The Knicks gave up McDermott for him, and he's still under team control next year for $4 million, And then the year after that, he's a restricted free agent. So Yeah, why not? I, I love the move. The Knicks still suck. I went on a – we had talked a lot of Przingis a lot at the beginning of the pod. Uh, so we'll spare our listeners. Silver lining, Zach. I'm just hoping that the Knicks get Donkic, Donk, Porter, Trey Young, or Sexton in the draft. Uh, other trades you missed? Alfred Payton to the Suns for a second-round pick. I thought that was crazy. Sexton? Why do you need another, like, point guard like that? Is he really that good? I like him, but... I like... I don't know. I don't know what to think of the Knicks backcourt. I just don't know. Um, but we'll see. I think... Listen, I just want guards and wings. World. I want guards and wings. I, honestly, now I want Michael Porter pretty bad. I think he'd be perfect for us. Listen, good. I don't know if you want three bad ACLs like that. Listen, the thing is... Look at some silver lining. One, usually big guys like Porzingis... It's foot problems. That's what happened to Yao. It's what happened to Odin. So this isn't a foot issue, one. And two, this is, you know, has not much sample size, but look at Zach Levine this year. He looks crazy sick. Like, he's got all his athleticism back. I think the science behind ACL injuries is just getting a whole lot better than it used to be. He's only 22, and I think, one, he's a shooter and rim protector. I think he'll still be able to do both of those. Two, what gets him injured is these reckless, ridiculous dunk plays that are fun to watch. But I'm, I'm hoping it will refine his game a little bit and he'll be a little less out of control and he'll still be able to maximize his skill set. Uh, I'm okay with this. And if they were able to get Michael Porter Jr., who's now my number one, Donkic and him are my two, like one and two guys I want for the Knicks, he could be tight. 
You put him at the, you put Porter at the four and Przingis at the five. Look out. All right. Uh, I'm trying to think. I thought it was a back injury for Porter. I can't find the injury. Uh, it's supposed to be number one. I don't know. Any other thoughts you had from Wizards? Didn't trade John Wall. They didn't get DeAndre. I thought going into the day there was like a 30% chance they did Gortat, Ubre, and a first round pick for DeAndre Jordan. Thank God we did not do that. Uh, I want to trade. I want. I mean, too late now until the off season, but I'm all in on trading Wall and Porter. My reasoning is, what's if you can't win a title? What's the point? And the Wizards, no way, shape, or form, can they win a title in the next two years? I'm talking about beating Golden State or Houston. They're because of the, their cap. They're just not going to be able to add their limited pieces in terms of what they can add. And uh, I don't know. I, I feel like you have a better shot trading them off, collecting assets, go for it around Beal and uh, Ubre. But you're, you're just not going to have that kind of ability to add anyone. I don't think going forward that any championship team can have bad contracts. I don't, I don't know what they could get for him. I mean, he's going to make $44 million. Drew and I talked about this a lot, too. I, I'm still John, Team John Wall. I don't know what teams would go out for him. The I'm first Team he- John Wall, too. I love him. But I, I'm also team, I'm, I'm team Wizards before I'm Team Wall. And I just, I'm realistic. What if it's uh, Drew Holiday and, like, a first-round pick or two? I mean, Drew Holiday is on a max deal, but... I know. Well, I don't... I'm, what team is going to come to play? Yeah, because they got Boogie and and, and, and uh, Anthony Davis. I don't know what other teams are going to go all in on John Wall, given him that... No, I hear made. you. I mean, dude, I certainly listen. I think that deal is horrible. I think it's definitely franchise crippling. Not the Lakers. I'm just going to Atlanta, no. Ernie doesn't care, because he, he won't be here in five years to feel the impact. Detroit, no. Indiana, no. Well, Indiana, maybe. Yeah, I don't know. I think they're, I think they're, t- they're in a tough spot. I, it's been fun that they've been playing great. I think Wall's going to come back and they're going to be ready for the playoffs. I still am buying stock on the Wizards. I don't think they're as far away as you think. I agree with the West. But if LeBron leaves and Cleveland falls apart, which looks at a minimum 50-50, and then, you know, there's Boston. In Toronto, but I, I still feel like if the Wizards could maximize their talent, that there's still a potential for them to be competing for the finals. And then who knows? I hear you. I just feel like competing in the Eastern Conference Finals, if that's your goal, then sure. But why is that your goal? Well, if they're going to trade Wall, it has to be soon. He's signed for six more seasons. In the NBA, oh. it isn't like baseball. In the NBA, you can be a small market team like San Antonio like Oklahoma City should have been and have a stacked roster for and like be a championship contender for years on end. So given that, I just wish, and I feel like the new way to construct a team in the NBA is you just, you pay your stars. You shell out top dollar for the stars, not super max, but maxes for all stars. Everyone else supporting role players, you go cheap as hell and you just try to look for the best bargain. That's what Houston's done. Um, 
Oh, Other teams have. Look Houston, at Golden State he, getting the Jordan Bells of the world, but Houston that's gave my thing. Houston gave Ryan Anderson like seventy million dollars. So and Eric Gordon another like sixty. That is true. I was thinking back <laughs> to their old school ways more so actually. You mean uh, not a summer the, ago uh, when they gave out all 100? their second round pick to panned out like uh, the Chandler Parsons Houston Rockets team is what I was thinking more of. What do you think about it? I I think we got to wait and see. Wall will come back. I think they'll be fine. I, d- I wish they had gotten rid of Gortat. Gortat needs to shut the hell up because Wall is basically yeah, a Gortat. I don't know Gortat. what the hell he's talking about. Wall is the reason Gortat makes what he does. Yeah, I agree with you. So I was shocked to hear Gortat like talking trash. He also trash. bought our entire team Rolexes for Christmas. Eh, whatever. The Lakers. Um, Can we shift gears this, to the Lakers? This, Can we shift gears yeah, to the Lakers? Give, give me some new trades. I mean, basically, the Lakers, since they got rid of Lance, they got rid of Clarkson's contract. If they renounce Julius Randle and they let go of Brooke Lopez, like everyone's saying they're going to, they let go of Isaiah Thomas, they'll have up to $70 million this summer and get offered two max contracts between this year and next year. They get offered two this summer. So LeBron and Paul George is on the table, which is ironic because the Cavs made the trade to make that possible. So... I'm sure that will come up this summer. I thought about that as soon as the trade happened. You know what's sad to me? What? I'm sad that watching Paul, I've watched a lot of Thunder games recently. Paul George is like straight up back to being a top five player. I mean, he is. He's not top five. He's like top 10 or 12. He's a star. I think he'll probably win. He's my favorite for defensive player of the year if I had a vote today. Um, He's just sick. He's knocking down threes. He's just back to being a total beast. I think he's probably more important to them than Russell Westbrook. And the sad thing to me is I just, I feel like we were robbed of an NBA Finals with the Warriors playing a Cavs team of Eric Bledsoe, LeBron, Paul George, Kevin Love, Dwayne Wade, and we'll, like, never know how close we were to getting that finals, but we were rocked. I don't feel – I don't care about that. I thought what the Cavs did today was interesting. I'm more – you know, Paul George is playing so well and Oklahoma City's playing so well. If they make a run in the playoffs – I feel like that's on the table for them for him to stay there. And I don't know if LeBron will go there. I think I think him and LeBron are teaming up in LA. If I'm the Warriors, I'm a little bit nervous because Clay Thompson is from LA and his dad played for the Lakers. And if they don't get two maxes this year, they're definitely not gonna just spend their money to spend it. They're only gonna spend it on superstars. So they're gonna um, go all in. If they don't get anyone, they're gonna save their money for Clay Thompson and Kawhi. Which will be speaking interesting. Speaking of speaking of Clay's dad. Cool side note to that trade was Larry Nance's dad has his number retired for the Cavs. He's like a Cavs legend. Yeah, he's a Browns fan. He got a lot of heat for saying he was a Browns fan like earlier on Twitter, which was stupid. I'm happy for Nance. I think the Lakers will be interesting this summer. I'm not ready to just say I still think LeBron to the Rockets is going to happen more than that. But I agree. I agree. LeBron to the Rockets, number one. I also think that First of all, he's 100% gone from Cleveland. Second of all, I can see Paul George going to the Clippers. Yeah, I don't. Do they have enough cap space this summer? Yeah, they can add one max. And he, 
apparently grew up a Clippers fan and not a Lakers fan. Um, and they, they do have the logo. Don't doubt the logo. The thing to look out for, I'm, I'm calling it now, is Clay Thompson to the Lakers in 2019. That's what I'm, I'm saying. They don't get two maxes this summer, and they get Clay Thompson in two years. Because they're guy. I don't, that would surprise me. It'd be a good Knicks target. Um, the Knicks need to wait. I'm just all in on them getting a top three pick, and then they're going to stink next year because Chris Stapps isn't going to come back till January or February. They It'll be terrible. They should just sit them all next year. They're going to be terrible the next two years. They'll max them out at some point, either this summer or next. And then hopefully they get at least one star out of this draft and maybe two out of the next two drafts, and then they just develop. And then when Noah's contract's off the books, they sign some guys, and then they start getting competitive, and then they're a good team. And then from there, you could become a great team. That's my... Don't hate me for this, but one thing I thought of, remember when Phil Jackson wanted to trade Chris Stops because of injury concerns? I don't care about that. I'm happy they didn't trade Hold on. They were going to do it. He wanted to do it to Boston for the first pick. Everyone, including you and me, were like, losing our minds. How could you? And then he wanted to take Markinen with that Nilakina pick. They could have Markinen and Tatum. Would you yeah, rather They would have ta- taken Markel Fultz. There's no re- reason to think that they would have taken Tatum. They would have taken Fultz, that's, who's been terrible. I mean, I still think he could be that's good. A, that's a great point. That's a great point. I'm fine with what the Knicks have done. I'll never, never, ever advocate for getting rid of Przingis. Unlike you, that's so flippant with their stars that if he has a bad game, you're ready to ship him out of town. I'm ride or die with the. I'm ride or die with my stars. I'm ride or die with my stars. You go back and forth on John Wall every six months. I can't stand it. Patrick Ramsey in the Hall of Fame. I still. I'm I'm realistic. Yeah, we'll see. All right, man. I I think we've been going long enough. This was our trade deadline reaction. Was there not one more trade? No, that was basically it. I mean, I did the Knicks trade, the Cavs trade, Herman Gomez. Herman Gomez to the Hornets. I'm a, not thrilled, but two second rounders isn't awful, and I don't know what his future the is. The sad part is now that they're out of contention, they could have played his ass more. Yeah, but they would have had to deal Kyle O'Quinn or Cantor, and that didn't happen. And they were still they were shopping Kyle O'Quinn. I wish they had traded the lead, but they were shopping Kyle O'Quinn. They didn't get a deal done. So they moved one of them, which was for the best. You know, I wish Herman Gomez the best, but. You know, is he going to be a key piece for a championship team? Probably not, so whatever. Uh, All right. It's a wrap. Two idiots talking sports. We will be back closer to the playoffs to do a playoff preview at the end of the season review. If anything big happens between now and then, we'll come back. Thanks for listening. Check us out on Twitter, number two underscore idiots talking. My name's Alex. Joined by Big Drew earlier, and this is Zach. We're out. PZ. Down, good Lord, with the two idiots talking sports. Strictly, man, they just play around, cover much ground, talk about the best pound for pound. It's Z to AC, DC to Cali. Ooh, you can't get them out of your mind, no. They talk about the sports all the time.